It's not a competition, but then again, everything is. Like trying to have a conversation, and afterwards asking who wins. Every person that you talk to is the co-host of that moment in your life. Might be one podcast too many, but we're only one small slice of the pie. It's the cultural content consumption appraisal. You're here. You did it. You're here. You're here for another episode of the Cultura Content Consumption Prison. <laughs> you, you committed more in the preamble. Do you reckon? <laughs> yeah, you I, did. I really. I thought I inhaled a few times and I gave it the good old college try. I thought I was being more hardwired to self-destruct. Christopher thought I was being more Anvil. And um, we determined in the preamble that I haven't gotten over that lyric. <laughs> Say the, the lyric. Uh, the, my lifestyle determines my death style. Many decades later, still just <laughs> bobbing around my head. It's like, huh, that lyric is still there. Today, my friends, we do talk about music. We do not do any more uh, covers of our own theme song, but we do talk about music. And we do talk about Finally. Is it a cover if it's your own theme song? Oh, great shout, great shout. No, no, it's not. It's a good shout. Um, oh, but I guess... It's a performance. Yeah. And finally, the bingo card <laughs> gets crossed off. The Simpsons. So lots of good stuff happening this week. Christopher, in your opinion, has um, just taking everything that has happened in the world during the last week, but specif- specifically culturally, has culture improved or has culture not improved in the last week? Did I miss something? <laughs> no, no. Just, um, need, just, need a, just need a quick... You don't have to go over every single thing that happened in the world in the last week. Like, we'll just take that as a given that some people know some of the things, other people know other things. But in your opinion, with all the things that happened in the world over the last week did the, did, did, our, did our global culture improve no 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 that's stayed no. relatively sim- similar stayed, stayed the same yeah i feel like you're leading me onto something like i'm really not i'm really not well, you, I, I was like first of all was i was like i bought a book and i thought you might bring that up oh that's good um, um a footballer got abused by scottish fans i think last night i thought you might bring that up which who specifically Maguire. <laughs> pretty funny um no no i was just I was I was waiting for, uh, literally for exactly that reason. I thought, what 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 can you bring to the table there? And I think actually, culture did improve. Oh, it was like a week. What week? The week that was. Is this what you're trying to do? <laughs> well, Loki, <laughs> I like I like that you bought a book. Let's talk about it. Choke point capitalism has been sourced by your boy. Um, it's almost as if he's a fan of our our podcast. The thing does get talked about. I mean, to be fair, it was based on another podcast and another thing. But it's Corey Doctorow's book with the lady. Whose name you know too because you got the book. Rebecca 
Gilpin. I think. Have, you, have you heard a first name uttered so unsure? <laughs> Please help me before I get to the surname Rebecca. Um, yes, no, there's definitely it's on the table over there. I'm sure it out. is because uh, you're reading now, and it's awesome. Culture's improved, <laughs> bro. But as I was saying in my text, it can't be our next book club, can it? It's just too, for lack of a better term, in the weeds with all the things. It can be on our left wing pod that we talked about that's where that book belongs oh really more of a left wing it's because it's very specifically a political book or not even yes 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 kind of yeah pretty much is i've only read the first handful of pages Mm. um and yeah i guess into politics pretty quick (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. choke point capitalism so i I read another thing that Corey doctorow uh, coined another term techno feudalism have you mentioned that yet no. Cool. Along with the inshittification. The inshittification. Well, another one. listeners, if you're here for the inshittification of the podcast landscape, welcome. We love having you here for the cultural content consumption appraisal hour. And today, music, sitcoms, it's the classic material your boys like. And here's one thing I've never shouted out at the top of the episode, but I just want to know, I just want to put some feelers out there. Do you have your pitch ready too? I do. Interesting. I do too. Well, look, we come in prepped, <laughs> so that's nice. Because sometimes um, we've had episodes where we don't. And this is the end of the pod. <laughs> but before we just jump into it, we what should is probably pod? explain. Yeah, should probably explain it. Okay, who's going to do that then? I can't remember who did it. Last time. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I remember. I wasn't. I wasn't. So, too, I wasn't too chuffed with it. So, you're, you're, you've got a timer. How, how long? How long do I have to explain this, people? You have 30 seconds. You know, yeah. I haven't had a coffee today and I That's not feel fair. it in my enthusiasm. Yeah. Why would you not have a coffee today? I'm so confused. Because I don't have my tools, Jeffrey. I don't oh, have my so tools. true. I wasn't even... Yeah. <laughs> it's a man without his tools. I didn't realise a man without his tools is a man without a coffee. How do you... So, like, when you don't have your tools, you don't want to pop... I, I actually would, like, push back the pod record, like, a good 20 minutes to go get my coffee. Like... Are well, we good? this was the thing. I was yeah. I thought about doing that. Oh, really? And I thought, no, I can't leave you hanging. I don't oh, know what your day's like. Your heart. Oh. So, I have been doing a tour of all the coffee shops around Greenwich, though. And yeah, and? I've been, I've been ranking them in my head. So, I guess you can do the thing when it gets to that point and you're a bit flagging, like, your post-pod coffee is going to be just lit. So, there's, there is Yeah, that. and then I'll bring all that energy for the day ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> and the day ahead of you will be grateful, and the podcast listeners will not know how your day went. Um... Interesting. Uh, hmm. <laughs> I'm going to press... Have you got your timer ready yet? <laughs> I have. I have. I'm going to press start. Here we go. Three, two, one. Explain the pod. Welcome, one and all, to the Cultural Content Consumption Appraisal Hour. It's a podcast featuring Jeffrey Barlow and Christopher Anousis. What we do is we pitch um, content to each other. We guess how much the other person is going to enjoy it. And the person who is closest wins. And then I think that leaves me with many seconds to keep rambling until the timer ends in. Wow, I've got 10 seconds to go, but I feel like I've done it already, Jeff. Just stop stop the timer. We're done. You don't want the sound? We're not here for the sound? Love that. Um, yeah, that okay. is the podcast. That is the podcast. Christopher, listen, we've been watching The Simpsons since we were wee, wee lads. Little children. <laughs> haven't we? And then we're finally doing it on this podcast. I feel sometimes like... Is almost like precious sacred cows, so to speak. That is not a shot at a poo. But I'm just saying, there are sacred cows out there of, of, of uh, content that it's almost like, is that what this pod's for? Are we just doing 
Radiohead and fucking The Simpsons. Um, but I'm, I'm curious yes. as to why these two episodes of all the things we could have done, Simpsony. Yes. Why these two? With the, why were they the pitch? Well, I enjoyed. I enjoyed much a poo about something after a bit of a barren period enjoying anything, and then I saw that there was a link. That's. I. It's, it's actually not. That was it. Yeah, that was, was that it. Simple. Because okay. well, it's because if anything, it's like, like, kind of what I guess you're implying. There's like so many, literally hundreds of episodes, um, that it would get to like, oh, here's actually my favorite ever. Blah blah blah. It's like. Just one popped out as enjoyable to me, and I had a good time. And I was like, "Oh, I wonder what what he thinks." We've got in in the preamble. I was looking for a quote from it, and he said, "From the first one." I said, "No, the second one." He went, "Really?" So I've got a bit of a tiny, <laughs> a tiny taster as to how you felt about it. I don't know what order you want to review in, and we've got the controversy of even those scores locked in. How did he do the scoring when it's two episodes he was given? I can't wait to, to hear some of this. First, tell me, how did you decide on what order to watch watch our episodes in? I did chronology. Okay. Where are you moving me to? Just sorting some stuff out. Cover for me, my guy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched it chronologically, which probably didn't help my viewing enjoyment. Yeah. Um, Why not? What do you mean? Because <laughs> you watched the really good one first, you mean? Yeah, you and then golden. on on yeah. on Disney after that first one finished, it came up with the next episode in that season, which is another brilliant episode of The Simpsons, which I didn't get to watch. Homer Palooza. Watch an episode, yes, because oh. I had to watch an episode from season twenty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> Deep sigh. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, sorry, one second. No problem. This is um. Let me just show the people. Well, there's not video yeah. recording this week, so I'm just showing you, but there's the audio of me showing you. This is probably my favourite book. Jack Kerouac's On the Road Can Take a Hike, because this is The Simpsons, a complete guide to your favourite family. And this has got just the most beautiful fact-filled page for every episode. And this is the page for Much A Poo About Nothing. Um, and there's one quote I really... I mean... It gets into immigration and stuff. It feels a bit more Brexity and current political landscape than I would have imagined. Um, and there's one of the signs really popped me. <laughs> Can't actually read it without laughing. Get your ass back to Eurasia, which is really funny. <laughs> um, and yeah, I feel like. Listen, yeah, it might have been. A... So, 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 watched we watched. I watched much poo about nothing. Yes, and it was a very. It's a very old Simpsons episode, which is still relevant now, yes. which I enjoyed, but then equally found depressing. Yes. Um, it was full of great jokes. I can't remember, I can't remember them. As I, I said before the pod, I didn't make any notes, but there was, there was a comment about is like, are they getting dumber or just something or other about mm. the, I've got, uh, I've got the it. Residents it's literally, it's literally right here. Are these yeah. morons getting dumber or just louder? Dumber, sir. They won't give up the bear patrol, but they won't pay taxes for it either. Yes. So all, <laughs> and it basically it seemed like an episode about Brexit before Brexit even happened, which yeah. is what I found amusing. Yeah, is that the residents of Springfield didn't know what they wanted, so the mayor just kept throwing things just to try and appease them. But then when he gave them one thing, they moaned about the other thing, and it just kept going backwards and forwards. And then in the end, he just blamed it on the immigrants, which <laughs> um, so, basically sounds like Brexit. It's so terrifically <laughs> sad, isn't it? And that's almost why, like, 
yeah, I could have just... It Actually, it would have been interesting, right, if I had just given you the newer episode. We could have just had a chat about what has become of The Simpsons, and there were probably one or two funny moments in this new one. But then I saw there was a link to this earlier one, and yeah, just it, it happens to be that the earlier, you know, this episode of The Simpsons, mm. much poo about nothing, is like golden era speaks to our current political landscape nearly 20 years later all this shit like it's it's just a golden episode isn't it yeah i think it's brilliant i mean there's the ned flanders moment when he's running away from the bear at the start yeah so he's he's banging on the door and he says i don't have time for the the secret knock and things like that just the way the camera zooms on his face he jumps through the window and the bear's just sat there like completely non plus it's so great and this is the funny thing is that the bear doesn't actually I don't know whether it's meant this way, but the bear is posing no threat to anyone. Yeah. And it's just wandering down the street, minding its own business, but they're all terrified and scared of it. Which I thought, <laughs> the, which I thought again. It's a good little metaphor there, right? Um, yeah. It's uh, for the listener who might have just, like, it's going to be very hard to catch ourselves on this one because I'm assuming people roughly our age and roughly, if you're aware of, this is the thing, before culture got, like, super, super um, fractured, and nicheified is my new word. Take that in shitification and Cory Doctorow. Um, the Simpsons was one of those ubiquitous ones that everyone knew. So here or there, let's catch ourselves. This is an episode um, that highlights Apu. Apu, it turns out, um, is not uh, is a bit of an illegal immigrant, and they make a whole thing out of that. And that's that's the the little bottle pitch is that Apu has to try and apply for citizenship uh, properly while there is a proposition. Okay, hold on. Let's do. Let, let me do it in the right order. The bear. There's a bear. A bear comes down the road. Everyone freaks out about the bear, <laughs> and it causes this um, whole thing where people think bears are a big problem, and it kind of makes fun of how you know the mayor needs taxes for it and doesn't know where to throw throw the blame. So as Christopher was saying, in a Brexit-like way, suddenly we're throwing. Uh, all our eggs in the basket of let's blame immigrants and so everyone starts getting mad at immigrants and Apu gets thrown under the bus and in a really funny just utterly classic Simpsons moment Apu sort of lets his guard down and opens his heart to Homer telling him actually this is affecting me you know your local quickie mm. mark guy your pal and Homer's like oh my god I had no idea I'm gonna miss you like just when you thought he was gonna get <laughs> like behind supporting Apu or like going against this uh, proposition Mayor Quimby has in- introduced, he just he just feels bad and gets his stuff and leaves. Um, and yeah, the episode becomes about that, really. But yeah, it's actually my classic favourite version of a really, really funny start to an episode taking you to a place you wouldn't have um, expected. And I, as I think I've said in a different episode, this becomes mm. very, very... Um, the signature trait of The Simpsons becomes very weird and overextended in years later, where, like a really weird rambling opening will take up a quarter of the episode and then you're like, what the fuck did this have to do with anything? And you're in... This, to me, is the perfect version. I remember your... I remember your compliment of American Dad was that the episode that I gave you yes. literally started with the premise yeah. and just continued that premise throughout the whole yeah, yeah, yeah. episode. And you're like, oh, I, don't, I, I didn't realise cartoons still did this. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? And to be fair to this one with the bear, it, mm. it, it kind of, yeah, it stayed on track even though it's not... Uh, it didn't stay, it didn't, you know, do, do a full loop back to the bear. It became about something else. But the premise was kind of early, I guess. And it stuck with Do you know what? I f- I, there was one moment in it that I struggled with in the first... Well, I didn't struggle with, but I found mm. it amusing. Mm. With all the um, backlash with um, Hank Azaria doing a Pooh's voice, mm. there's, there's a scene in that episode where Hank Azaria is doing a Pooh doing an American guy. Hi, Homer. Which... I like the baseball game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> At which point I was like, how, 
where did he go to get that voice? But anyway, I just I found that it was just something that popped into my head. But we won't, we don't need to dwell on it. I know. I think that's great. It's like yeah. and and it had that it had that famous Simpsons moment in this episode as well, where they point to where Springfield is on a map. But no, then it's there. Just gets in the way. No, it's there, yeah. and they keep just obscuring yeah. it. Um, the fact that oh, oh, here's another thing I think is super. Not to just do every moment of this episode that might be relevant to Brexit. I think it's relevant to just a lot of, you know, politics is sometimes this really awful, just cyclical thing where we're going to come back to, like, fearing immigrants and all this stuff to throw us off the scent of other stuff or whatever. And and to be fair, it's not just politics. Like, people uh, who can be raised in different ways or whatever, like, people who come into your home land from different cultures. Like, for certain people, that is scary and a lot, and it takes some time to get used to it and stuff like that but like another thing that stuck out was how much more educated Apu is about America than the Simpsons namely Homer and how you know every now and again there's such a stupidly like dumb Simpsons way to resolve a plot but some of them are perfect and this one where Mm. Homer is trying to teach him some bullshit and he's just arguing with him and it's a classic like setup for Homer to show you how dumb he is about the states and then Apu falls asleep and he says, I've forgotten everything your father told me to Lisa. And Lisa's like, perfect. And then, of course, he aces the test. But just that, all for that line of Lisa saying perfect when he says he's forgotten everything Homer taught him. Yeah. Um, it's a good yeah. Line. So listen. Okay, so... And Lisa doesn't have many good lines or episodes. <laughs> Fully disagree. <laughs> Let's do a pod on that another time. Um, but so we could have just almost skipped the last 10 minutes. First episode, great. What's your beef with the second episode? We, you didn't find any value? What are we talking about? It was fine. Yeah! Is that not fantastic? <laughs> Is that not utterly and fantastic that it was fine? To be honest, I'm trying to think. There's, um, I think I went on IMDb to try and remind myself what the episode numbers were. Mm. And I saw the scores for the episodes, which I always find amusing. And like beforehand, there's a few episodes that are scored way higher than this episode oh, did. I don't know. This one... And for some reason, you found this one funny. <laughs> yeah, um, this one gave me jokes. I don't know, this one was, it was fine, but I I wasn't as into it. And I don't know, it could be a nostalgia thing. It yeah. could be that I just, the first one brought back memories of enjoying that episode the first time around or yeah. something. Yeah, actually, but yeah, now the second the... one, yeah, yeah, yeah. The second one was just kind of like, ah, it's a new Simpsons episode. Well, as I say, I and think... it wasn't terrible. Yeah, it's there almost There were some like... funny jokes about millennials. That's, that's kind of all I'm end. here for, yeah. There was some <laughs> yeah. funny jokes about millennials, and then there was the end. Um... <laughs> I really, I do think you would have just, it would have been a bit whatever if you'd just watched it by itself. But, um. Yeah, it would have been. But, yeah, it was such a funny move because I can't imagine, if anything, I think whatever your score is, like, it's at least one less than it would have been if you just watched it by itself. Like, why would I contrast it with a Golden Era Simpsons? It's just, if anything, it sh- just goes to show that even what I found an above average newer one. Just everything pales in comparison to Golden Era Simpsons. Um, mm. Yeah, to, to, to speak to at least one example of a millennial um, line that sort of got me. Um, was it the power going off in the shop and then all the vegetables dying? No, that was that was that was okay. It was Apuna Hasapima Petalon saying, and I say you're, this is to his nephew, Jay, who takes over the Quickie mm. Mart. And that's another thing, is that... Do you need to give the premise of this episode? Nah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but Apu says to him, and I say you're a stereotype, spouting buzzwords like some his- hipster. And Jay says, swipe left on that. Epic swipe left. <laughs> I just liked that one. <laughs> Damn, that's where I rolled my eyes. <laughs> 
Maybe I'm old. Maybe I didn't find it funny. Maybe that's what it no, is. No, it's 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 not very funny. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think that's what I think. As uh, you know, Mike, that's a classic. So um, you're laughing because of how terrible the joke was. Kind of, yeah. There's a classic part of my humour that's like get bad enough, and I will then find you again as funny as if it was a really good joke. You know this. We've done enough Norm Macdonald episodes for you to know this. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just, I really, I enjoyed, it. to me, it had energy. This is a thing that I feel like a lot of newer Simpsons, it just gets, it just, it's like it's dragging its feet in the mud. This one, at least, like, it's never going to be golden era. They, if they're going to keep going, and as I've said, there are signs that they figured it out quite recently. It has to find something new, and this episode did seem mm. to me to have a new energy. Oh, here's another thing. I can't let this episode go without remembering. Part of why I enjoyed it was I thought the B story was good. Bart gave up pranking. I thought that was... It's yes. Hundreds yes. of episodes, and I've never seen that. And I thought that was good. But they didn't do enough with it. They didn't, again. Like, they didn't, and I won't recount the premise, but... And they, they could have done more with it, but just... And it was nice seeing Millhouse try and be the pranker. <laughs> Listen, that's... What? You, there are not enough Millhouse episodes out there, that's what I'm saying. Well, I think, I, I have a theory that as keeping him as a side character with some amazing one-liners is what keeps Millhouse amazing, as opposed to too much... Mo. Mo. Yeah, I, I mean, sometimes we've just got... We don't need to do 10 minutes on a thing. We both know exactly where we're coming from. And you, listener, well, you have to keep up. But let's do some scores. I feel <laughs> good like, luck, listener. Yeah, good luck, listener. So, so what was it? So what was it about this new episode that gave me? Yeah, <laughs> that, gave that you... epic swipe left line. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Sometimes pitches are just a throwaway pitch, aren't they? No, <laughs> Is this what I've learned? I, I found I. Much Why of... did you give me these two episodes? Because I laughed at this other one. Why what? did you laugh at the other one? There was one line in it I liked. Yeah, listen. And therefore, I've is... now watched two Simpsons episodes as a result. Yeah, and then you've got sad that it's not as good as it used to be. Which, hey, is a bit full circle. This was the reason we find it hard with The Simpsons. It's so much... Uh... It's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot. But listen, if anything, you know, just take... Because take the... there was another episode in that series called Barthood, which is like a play on the whole... Boyhood. Boyhood movie. Movie is that a good episode? <sighs> See, for me, that got like over eight on IMDb. Thank you. I'm so glad you bring this up. This to me is almost like where I'm at with New Simpsons, right? Because that one got some of the best reviews of that season because they did yeah. try and do something new. And I, as a big Boyhood fan, I found it a bit like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny, right? When you um, uh, when you so which hmm was that? Was that yeah? So the, this uh... this hmm is a, oh, you're trying a thing. It's like. The Simpsons, for a while, it started out season one-ish. I'm going to go right back to the beginning. Season one, episode one. <laughs> Santa's little helper. No, um, they, uh, you know, they used to have so much heart, so much story, blah, blah, blah. By the time it's getting to post-golden era, it loses all the heart and all the story, and it's just joke, 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 joke. It's like trying to be a family guy competitor in my eyes, right? And then it's sort of balance. It's trying to, that sweet spot, are you going to balance out? For me, the Barthood one was like, they're really trying to get story and heart going again. And for me, it just, it didn't quite land. There was a lot of stuff that didn't work for me. Whereas when it's just a bit chaotic and full of energy with a bit of heart and story, that does seem to me something they can pull off a bit better. So it's almost like, I can't think of how exactly they do it, but stick with me here for this analogy. You know, like in a gymnastics thing in the Olympics, it's rated by level of difficulty. So for yeah. me, Barthood had a much higher level of difficulty, which it just couldn't pull off as it was still good. Whereas this one, it was just like, Apu loses the quickie mark, Bart stops pranking, 
very basic stuff and for me as a newer episode it pulled it off and it was a fun 20 minutes and i think this is the thing we're always going to talk about it's actually quite simple why i threw this one your way one day i was watching it and at least three or four you times laughed. in the space of 20 minutes i laughed out loud there was a lull and i thought you know what let's see what my friend makes of this could you even could you even imagine put yourself in a position of just having watched that one by itself do you think you genuinely enjoy it more do you think it did actually pale in comparison having just come from one of the best episodes <sighs> maybe even a percentage do you know, do you know really weird, what is weird? Do, you, do you not find that with with these newer animations mm. with how crystal clear they look mm. you almost struggle to enjoy it as much mm-hmm. there's something that um, Charlie Day said about Always Sunny that sticks in my mind was that he loves, he liked the graininess of the early seasons because it kind of added to the character of what the show was about. Ooh. And when they sort of went all HD and not four by three and widescreen and stuff yeah, like that, you yeah, felt yeah, like yeah, it almost yeah. took something away from the show. Yeah. So even just looking at from, it. I went from grainy yeah. season seven yeah. to like a, a brand new crystal clear one. I was like, ah, no, it's too polished. Dude, Dude, and, I, totally and, and immediately I'm, I'm, I felt uncomfortable watching it. It, yeah. it was very, it's such a stupid thing to say, but watching them back to back. No, 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 it's not. It it's just, I, I think it's, I think that's such an interesting point because for me, as much as that's true, it's like very, very necessarily couch. I didn't even get a couch gag. Oh, did you not? I didn't even get a couch gag at the beginning of that episode. That's... Oh, it just like went into the thing and then it was a episode. Yeah, yeah it went through the the p. Um, What's yeah. that about? Was my couch gag? Too? I don't know. Listen, I can't speak to the lack of a couch gag, but like, I just want to say because I think that's actually. Prefer- <laughs> do, they, do all the new episodes not have couch? No, no, gags? they have couch gags. What are we talking about? Like every you've seen, <laughs> you've seen one before that goes through the pee, and it's just the episode suddenly. I think that might be a thing sometimes where through the pee we're packed through the Simpsons. The opening credits, the the the, the title credit says the Simpsons. I'm pretty sure it goes mm. through the pee to show you the town of Springfield. And sometimes when we're running low on time, we don't have time for. Uh, Bart's chalkboard gag or the family sitting down True. in front of the TV home um, family doing stuff gag but I just but wanna... to answer your initial question yes uh, do you think I would have enjoyed it yeah a bit probably more. not <laughs> interesting great okay with that said I have to <laughs> I just want to I want to put a button there's only on. one way to find out though there the is only one way to find out um, okay if you just want if you want to do this watch along that you joked about me doing on the side we can do that um, but yeah just I, I, I love that point because it speaks to so much stuff I watch that Charlie Day quote right because for mm. me, that is true. And like this little double bill exemplifies that you go from, oh, wow, I watched this when I was a kid and it looks a certain way to like, oh, my God, it's just 4D. It looks uh, 4K and it looks so different. And it's like almost too new and shiny. Yellow. And stuff. <laughs> it's what, what, you know, it's too, it's too much. It's too much. So like as much as that's true, I just think couched in there is also nostalgia. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's like you can't yeah. you can't unpick where the nostalgia starts and where you just don't like the new how shiny it is. But it's like this is almost the curse of having something you love last that long is that, you know, the older you get, the more you fall, you know, the more you reflect on when you fell in love with the thing and how it's hmm. got to be different to survive. And I think uh, I will like series three friends with series nine friends. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a world apart. It's if uh, here's you know this sounds crazy, but here's to me a better. If you want to do the example of the two episodes I've given you, don't talk about Dawson's Creek. (laughs) It's hard not to, but I'll try. Now, what about series three friends and the Friends bloody special? Like that will break your heart, right? So like just like in terms of like time and heft and how much we're we're working with. 
but yeah, let's 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 do some scores and talk about how you felt about the whole affair. Um, I've got some scores for you. Do you have your scores written down? Yep. I mean, look, no hands. No changing. hands. No hands. Okay, I actually wrote mine down today. I've got all kinds of uh, text. Well, I've read I've read them down, but I just don't know. So I think you were. Come on. I don't know why, but you haven't necessarily said anything. No, you have. You have. I don't think I've nailed it. It's the double bill. Aisha, double bills make it hard. I think you're going to do this thing of like, oh, one was a five and one was a one, so it's got to be a three. <sighs> <laughs> Why do I sound like Barney? I, don't know. <laughs> I didn't know you could do Barney. Jeff. Barney probably has the best moment of episode one when he gets hit with the animal tranquilizer and then he opens it and drinks from it. <laughs> It's a really good just Barney. Oh, the bear's called Barney? No, Barney was there when the bear got shot and it hits him by mistake. Oh, so I was thinking of the big purple dinosaur. It was the oh. Barney I was referring to. <laughs> Not Barney Stinson, the oh, drunk. Wow. Oh, wow. Didn't he come off drinking dinosaur. at some point? Is he, he's yeah, he's now yeah. like sober in the series, right? See, this again, another tragedy of The Simpsons lasting this long is they actually did make a big deal of him quitting drinking at some point, but he fell off the wagon. And now in 2023, oh, that's that really seem, sad. it does seem very sad. <laughs> but I guess it just wasn't funny enough for him to be sober. Okay. Um... To me, that's like a lower key version of killing off uh, Maud Flanders. Where it's like, why, why are we doing the Simpsons? Why are we doing a thing? We don't have to do a why thing. Why did they do it? They didn't um, need to do that thing. I thought you would just be a four out of the gate for anticipation. Okay, it's Simpsons. Mm-hmm. I've needed some Simpsons. This is fine. I thought you'd just be a four for. I got to enjoy some sitcoms for once. Jeff didn't throw a music documentary. He changed it up. And overall, having a good time, not uh, necessarily uh, taking into consideration how much it might have fallen off. Or episode two to say again to the listener part of why i actually agree and am here for chris's complaints about the second episode much a poo about something is it's because of how much we love the simpsons so that's why we we almost take it personally and find it hard with newer less good episodes because we know how good it can be so i'm just putting it out there but i did have a four now i'm thinking it would be more of a three i had a four a four and then down to a three just for i thought you would have come to just a, okay it was all fine at the end so I had four for anticipation, four for enjoyment, and three for afterwards. If I was more than two off, I'm going to be pissed. Three's across the board. Ooh, okay, so two off. Thank yeah, you. so you're not pissed. No, I'm not pissed. <laughs> three for anticipation when I give you two. I didn't know what, what, so going on. I treated it as a double bill. Yeah. My enjoyment That's very fair, and actually. <laughs> anticipation of both episodes. Yeah. Just all, like, literally, your annoying voice that you did at the start saying oh it's a five and it's a one so it's a three kind of thing that's pretty much how i i, I did it <laughs> nailed it if it was just the first <laughs> episode it'd probably be like four four five nice but <laughs> and if it was mean? just the second it would have been two 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 yeah probably <laughs> three two yeah. two something like that yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so it's threes across the board for me okay um, but it just yeah it just made me a bit sad about how good it used to be to be honest thanks for that jeff we're well, getting old Stuff hey, sucks now. Hey, what if I? <laughs> hey, maybe I could have done. Maybe I could have done a whole thing. Maybe one different thing in my pitch could have changed the whole thing. What if I had just said watch it in another order? Then you could yeah, have just been happy at how good. <laughs> no, but right, it could have. I don't know. Maybe that would have yeah. been the glass half full version where you're like, yeah, it's okay that it's still going, but oh, it did some of the best episodes ever. Hashtag grateful. So <laughs> I have just done that. Now, if you thought that was contentious, if you thought that was a lot to sort through, are you ready? for melodrama my lord are you ready to talk about this christopher i don't know if i am no 
<laughs> what's, your, what's your problem? Are you are you good? Are you worried about where I'm coming from? I spun it a couple of times. Oh, in in preparation for this, yeah. and because I really wanted to talk about it, but I didn't really get to delve as deep as I wanted to mm. in the week. But I enjoyed it when I listened to it again. Mm. I had nostalgia for an album that I really liked at the time, mm. and I enjoyed listening to it again. Mm. But then I'm nervous that you've done a whole bunch of research and you're sending me some trolling messages. <laughs> so funny you're the troll and we're gonna go <laughs> how am i the troll <laughs> i don't know why but the way i said it it just reminded me of like the house of commons and i just want one of them to be like you're the troll <laughs> i feel like they're like they're like snazzing What's the house up. of commons jeffrey <laughs> the house of lords who gives a shit this isn't the political <laughs> podcast let's talk about What's the house of lords jeffrey that's where the russian people now go apparently according the to what Russians, Rus- uh, Boris Johnson put a Russian in the House of Lords. Wow. Yeah, you've missed too many of our political podcasts, honestly. You need to start making the time. Um, that was a while ago. To be fair, most of what we do is we watch old, classic, political parody Simpsons episodes and compare them to Brexit, so I think you'll actually find a home there. Um, no, yeah. listen, let's, do, you, do you want to discuss what you think is the trolling? Because you're coming at me every day, not every day but with your 1975 hatred. And I just thought it's quite nice no. that in in a tiny bit of research... Are you, are you suggesting I'm gaslighting you? <laughs> <laughs> with that tone? Yes. Um, I just I just thought it was it was just a funny one. I because... don't have a gas to light, Jeffrey. <laughs> um, yeah, she, she shouted out a, a 1975 song. I didn't do all the research. I did the opposite. The opposite does not mean no research. <laughs> Bear with me. <laughs> the opposite means that th- this album minus just, research. It just, it just it presented a problem for me because a couple of years ago now, you really you batted hard for this album as a recommendation. Yeah, and in getting into it, I listened to a podcast where every episode would delve deep into each song. Yeah, and this was maybe two years ago, and so every temptation it was very very hard not to just go back to that podcast but and Mm. you've you've had this problem before too you had a version of this problem this week i ain't got time for that shit if i'm trying to come to our podcast the next week and this is almost you know this is where we have to like figure stuff out two seasons in and and adjust and, and change week to week but like even now my next pitch i'm thinking gosh you do have to take that into account it's like hmm I really liked that album to the point where um, at some point I was going to return to it. But like, I just didn't have the time for the podcast. And part of me was like gutted because I really liked the podcast. And it's like, okay, maybe when you first discover an album, you discover it with, this is typically my experience, whether it's an article, a documentary, some sort of what I will call shoulder content (laughs) um, will Mm. go along with it and really like help you. So at some point when I didn't have time for it, you're, you're hearing how much, you know, it gave me anxiety to not have the podcast be part of the experience. But I just said, OK, let me just listen to the music itself. I think I listened to one Song Exploder 19 minute podcast episode about the song Sober. But then I just then I just uh, listened to Melodrama. But then here's what I did. I did have a bit of time, just not for all those episodes. I listened to the two other Lord albums. I listened to Pure Heroin and I listened to Solar Power and Melodrama right smack dab in the middle. I would have given a four if you had told me Solar Power. Just saying. 
I've been for a while building up to like I need to give that a proper time and space. Melodrama, it did feel a bit like I wasn't ready to go back to it quite yet, and it was an interesting one where a few times where I did have the time, maybe I'm lying, maybe I had all the time, <laughs> but a few times where I did have the time, I was like, ah, just it's a lot. Like I did, I did have a very uh, passionate, nice reaction to this at the time, but a few times. I would have the time and be like, no, not quite yet. It almost, I, this is like the worst analogy, but to me, it just feels so on point. You're just going to have to give me the benefit of the doubt. You know, we all have that friend who, when you're catching up with that friend, they like to get pretty deep. You might have this friend and you're looking right at him. Like, but They like to get pretty deep and like talk about their feelings and talk about their emotions. And sometimes, you know who you want to talk to? You want to talk to your guy who's going to give you a bit of banter about the football and talk about the weather. And ah, oh, that guy is such a relief sometimes, right? But then, you know, you, you also love your guy with all the feelings. It's just sometimes you don't have the energy for that. And that's, I literally felt with this album, I don't have the energy for you and all your feelings right now, Lord. But I got, yeah, yeah, that, I was just, it was beca because I remember, I guess it's a compliment in a way. I remember having quite an intense feeling for it. Mm. And I was just like, oof, this is a lot to go back to. Eventually I did listen to it and I loved it a lot. I think it's a great, uh, great album. I did, I did come around to it. But there was just an interesting disconnect at the start with me where it was like, uh, just because I'd already had a relationship with it and it was quite a deep one, it was hard to, to force that door open as opposed to um, Solar Power, which I was just like, oh, this is new. And it definitely, it does feel lighter. It does feel different. Melodrama, whether it's, um, and this is without going back to that uh, podcast, but like it kind of, it says it all in the title. It is just a bit heavier. It is about endless partying. It is about heartbreak. It is about deep feelings. It is about self-loathing. It is about being a 22-year-old girl with lots and lots of building-sized feelings about all the things and with really, really cool, slick, heavy, intense production. And it's an experience, and it's saved after all of that with all the trouble I had getting around to it and giving myself over to it, being present for it. It's saved by a really nice running time. I'll tell you that much. 41 minutes. Mwah. Um, it's good, isn't it? Yeah, it is good. It is good. Do you know what's funny? All those things you said yep. about heartbreak, feelings, all that sort of stuff. I find this album really uplifting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it might, it might just speak to that. No, weird... no, no, no. I mean, you know how I feel about um... whoever's got whoever's got the bingo card out there. It speaks to that weird Radiohead fan in me. I was going to literally say this is the sort. This this is my kind. That's my kind of shit. No, that's my kind honest. of shit too. That's my kind of shit too. When I say it's funny. When I say lighter. You know, and I have already have an uh, feel. I'm not like skipping listening to melodrama so I can listen to happy songs. <laughs> what did I see? You know, in my uh, my Strava, in my runs these days, I always shout out specific yeah. lyrics. What was the last one? It was the National. They aren't the cheeriest mm. fucking. It's not. It's not. It's because <laughs> it's because these specific sad songs gave me a specific feeling that I was just a bit reticent about going mm. back to. But no, no, no. With all those heartbreaky things said, I I find it very uplifting too, and the uh the the melodies and the depth of uh feeling in it to me are really cathartic yeah yeah no i, I is it is it is it again i'm not I'm not great with song titles mm. as, as as we know for long-term listeners of the show um but I, I think is it writer in the dark that has that really punchy like core um chorally chorus <laughs> um um i think you know what i'd go as far as to say a few of the songs have a really punchy Corally, <laughs> Corally. <laughs> this is like when I was struggling with. I think was what was it last time with the shins? Uh, it's it's the chorus that goes, "I am my mother's child. I love you till my breathing stops. Oh, yeah. I love you till you call the cops on me." 
yeah. Yeah, 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 that one. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, what a, no, yeah, some yeah. of her. Um, it reminded me last week when you said uh, I, I say that about every artist, but like her melodies are fantastic. I'm not up. No, there we go. But they are. <laughs> I, I. It must just be me. You know. Yeah. I think to fair enough to get a bit of pushback on me saying that every time. So here's here's a better way to phrase it because I think James Mercer of the Shins is amazing with it. But like, <laughs> there is something where like a writer's not not any singer can do every kind of melody yeah so i think the thing that resonates for me is when like it's almost like a, a singer or songwriter is like really in the zone creating like melodies that only they can do and when a, when a yeah. writer's in that zone i fucking love it and obviously james mercer hits it often and lord definitely has a thing where it's a very specific type of um melody like even in sober which to me doesn't jump out mm. of the album um, yeah. But listening to the song Exploder episode where she talks about it, and yeah, I definitely had that that moment, like you said, of an Australian accent taking me off guard. Um, <laughs> uh, but she was so excited talking about her and Jack Antonoff, the producer, working on like every little bit of it. Like he apparently adds lots of distortion to fill out the body of a song, as she puts it. That's a very Jack Antonoff thing. And so with that going, she's also Who? doing Jack Antonoff. Um, He's the producer of Lord, Taylor Swift, Lana Del Rey, the 1975. Like, he covers... I think the who? <laughs> was, I feel like there's one of the big females I'm forgetting. Lana, Taylor, Lord. I mean, those are pretty heavy hitters, to be fair. We don't really need more than that. Um, mm. But uh, even her little vocal ticks and flourishes then become part of, like, the beat, almost. Like, mm. she's all over every bit of the song, vocally right it's like she's got her main melody she's got really cool backing vocals um i think writer in the dark is a great um shout um it's really uh, listening to the other albums i will say this one thing this is a very mm. again i'll always i have uh, an occasional bugbear about you know the, a voice and how it makes me feel and the texture of a voice mm. with her um australian accent she's clearly like i wouldn't say necessarily americanizing it but it's not on a I, I can't think of an Australian singing voice where it's like, <laughs> I think they all get slightly Americanized now that I'm thinking about it. But um, in her first album, Pure Heroin, when she's like still mm. a bloody teenager, like her voice, I think this is part of the uniqueness of her voice, but it's so affected. Oh yeah, very breathy. And I can't even like mm. do an impression, but it's just like, so every word is very emphasized. <laughs> Like, it's just so I like we were recording what your face is you did that <laughs> it's just so, uh, go on it's just dripping I'm glad you brought up a voice because mm. um, one of the things that I really liked about um, this album mm. and also I remember her performing it on um, SNL mm. and I started boring my partner with like how impressed I was with how they um, even did the production live mm. is because Lord has a very she has a very dry and soft vocal. Okay, yeah. And it's very, the way they produce it is very similar to, if you think about Can't Stop by the Chili Peppers, and you think about what's his face at the end of that song, where it's just him riffing those lyrics right at the end of the oh, song. That's the key, and yeah, it's yeah. basically, yeah, there, there's, and it's so dry, there's no reverb, there's no nothing. It's just very highly compressed and just very much almost like, it's, it's just, it's like he's screaming it in your face mm. um, and there's nothing added to it. With, with Lord's voice on this album is very similar to that. Mm. And I find that really fascinating. And it, it's, mm. I like how you put it that it's it's a melody, but only she can sing it because it's very much the way that she sings. She has a very low voice at some points, but it's mm. so dry. It's no 
There's no fluff added to it, mm. um, but it just sits in the mix at a really nice place. Mm. And it's just, it's just different. And yeah, that's different. kind of what, and, and I find it fascinating. It's like, how do you pull that off live? Because sometimes doing that live is quite hard. Mm. And I remember seeing her, I think she performed Liability mm. on SNL when she was on it. Yeah. And, and she did that really well. Interesting. Um, and Liability is one of my favorite songs on the album. One of, that's so interesting. One of my least favorites. So on, really? on, on this lesson, on this lesson, um, I, I think I was really impressed by some of her lyrics. But then occasionally mm. when I wasn't as impressed, I'm holding her to quite a high standard. I think for such a young songwriter in the game, I think some of her lyrics are like pretty like, fucking hell, good for you. And for me, I don't know why, it just got stuck in my head of like, liability to me is like, manic pixie dream girl has feelings too. <laughs> That's what that song is. I'm a bit of a problem. I'm a bit much. Woo, woo, woo. And... uh I don't know. Yeah, it was just uh, it's a it's a piano ballad that just a few times I was like, yeah, let's let, let's get back to the. There's something about the bigger songs where it's like melancholy, but a party, and orchestral, but a pop banger, and it's just doing lots of like different homemade things. Homemade dynamite. Ugh, and like like I feel like kind of every other song, fucking I mm. really didn't like. This is the thing. This is the thing. I got to you know pump the brakes with my mm. having a go at liability and having a line in my head already that was very happy to say manic pixie. Dream girls, mm. but I have feelings. Um, perfect places. I did not love a lot on my first listen back, no, and then that's uh, one of my. Well, on my second listen, I really, really liked it this time. So, like, listen, okay. this this stuff is growing and Actually, changing. What was the, that's not the song I was thinking of. There's another song on there. I think it's Supercut. I struggle with Supercut of us. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, it's, it's 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 filler. Oh, interesting. So, like, interesting. Yeah. For me, it's like, and I think the rest all stand up in my head. But that's the one song I get to. I'm like, oh, can we just get to perfect places? <laughs> <laughs> you know, perfect places wrecked me on my second list. And I thought this is way better. Yeah. And again, it had a really, um, uh, really, really nice lyrical flourish going. Like, I, this is this is funny. Like take you into like the micro moments of listening to a song and occasionally lyrics standing out and judging them and then like having a relationship with them changing. Because I literally at some point thought, what is this paradise like bullshit perfect places you're even singing about? And then she's like, Mm. what even are they and she like literally like almost responded to my inner criticism with the next line what even are perfect places and i was like oh fair play um i really um i really jumping from pure heroin to this like mm. the growth is awesome not that she didn't have some pop bangers with good melodies on the first album but for me so am i missing anything with solar power by the way because i don't think i've ever actually listened to the whole album all the way through i just never got along with the singles and therefore it was very much like uh yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah. I am missing something. For real. I had a really good okay. time with it. And FR. Say again? FR. <laughs> for real, for real, I did. And uh FR FR, okay. FR FR. And um and yeah, we'll 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 definitely come back to that later because uh those melodies are sticking to my head like all the um earworms and poppy melody chewing gum but like it just it's got a different feeling there's something I'll, I'll definitely come back to it there's something where like i can hear why people weren't as fussed about it as melodrama but it really is working for me and i really want you to to give it time at some point it's really funny about melodrama right because you got me to listen to it a couple of years ago and at that point it was three years old at this point it's mm. five or six years old and like i can't help it is this what happens when you get old i can't help it. i think of it as new still yeah and it's very like if anything now I don't have quite the uh, the inner encyclopedia to like riff off every example, but to me, it's like it almost represents like a lot of the best of like the 2010s of music, production-wise and pop-wise. 
and it's like mm. at this point you can start to see how it's going to be in the context of history like a standout album of that decade as opposed to necessarily being like the new shit now like it's already not new it's happening too fast christopher i can't take out like um lord's gonna be like a vet soon and it's like you barely started my dear but she's already three albums in and yeah for this um a second album i feel like it's a definitive like finding your voice staking your claim mm. album enter beefer i have i can't remember how much i went into this on a previous episode either the 1975 one or the taylor swift one jack antonoff okay just to say that he is the producer du jour the producer of the day and a very big name and he works with all these top women and i think i was mentioning like there's a specific tiktok that like very very funnily highlights like how quickly a guy can tell if it was jack antonoff or not due to like a few production elements and there's like little holes you can poke in it but i read a really mm. cool take about like if some of the most singular and successful artists of our time especially female ones are all entrusting him and all have really close relationships with him where they feel empowered by him like that's no small thing and I think even in my life as like a creative to have a mentor who makes you feel like safe and like you can try shit it's like obviously there's lots of production technical stuff he's doing don't get me wrong but it's almost like it reminded me of like uh, you hear this all the time in sports chat and football chat of like their manager will put their arm around you as a you know mm. and some of them can do both right some of them are amazing on the training pitch and have great tactical sessions but also have the man-to-man so to speak manager skills and I think some some take I read just really made me think, okay, Jack's clearly got that. And then the way that I then listened to the song Exploder where Lord talked about him, I was like, she just feels really freed up by him. And she was talking about um, her adding an extra bar and sober because of how her mind works. And it was a bit of a weird bar. And she was like, is this okay? And he was like, yeah, we'll work with it. And she was like, if he had said no, I would have said okay. And I would have started restructuring everything and just having one yeah. person sometimes to sort of affirm you and be like, that's the weird way you're seeing things and we're going to work with it. Um, I just think uh, there's lots of stuff there that I really actually rate about him. I think uh, it's just, yeah, can we, yeah, just, just one very, very successful album by one of these people that's not produced by Jack Antonoff just to give someone else a chance. But in general, I think it's actually really cool that all these people have such uh, cool relationships with him. I just wanted to backtrack on some of the Jack Antonoff hate I may or may not have put onto this podcast before. So would you want to see a Radiohead album not produced by Nigel Godric? Is that oh, what you're saying? Great shout. Would I want to see a Radiohead album? <sighs> no. Well, that's, don't even get me started on that because to see a, <laughs> if it was a, that, that Radiohead album or nothing, then I might, then we might have to have a discussion because at this point they haven't done one since 2016. Uh, did he, does he produce The Smile as well? He must he, do. I think, I think there was one thing he hasn't. Like either a single or something, but yeah, he did. Was it Ed's it. album? <laughs> Shout out! And to, there we go. Shout out to EOB. That very well may get pitched on a future episode. Um, Have you listened to it? Did you listen to it? Back, yeah, when it came out. Um, oh, fuck. EOB is it the name of the album too? And the artist Ed O'Brien, the guitarist of Radiohead. You know our bingo card. We always like to shout out Ed O'Brien. Had a solo album in and amongst all the different Radiohead side projects that are always going on, and. It's just, it's, it is what it is, okay? It's fine. It's it's fine. It's good. Laura Marling was on it. Pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Um, but I have, <laughs> I, I do, I do want to say, with all of that said, this was from a, tw- so my scores. This is a, tw- okay. this is a 20 minute song exploder interview that I felt like I got a lot from. And part of me is um, now like, it was, I'll, 
to summarize a lot of the stuff I was talking about earlier with the struggle to get back into it, this album is so inextricably linked to the podcast about it, which is a funny new thing that I haven't had before. It was actually quite, I did genuinely feel a bit gutted to go back to it without doing that. Because I remember really, it's proper in the weeds, one full episode per song shit that I really, really like. And just not being able to get back into that uh, did bum me out. And I'm sure there'll be a lot more to say, but we're, we're already hitting quite a high runtime anyway for this podcast. So it's probably for the best. <laughs> and I have some scores for you. Um, after you guess so them, I've got to guess me. them yeah. yes that's how it works um, I think you double bluff me here Jeff I would never do such a thing I don't know you sent me some shit about the 1975 this morning and I hadn't written my scores down and immediately I was just like did he not like it did he not enjoy it this time round? I didn't quite know yeah. how you were going to feel yeah. so to show the sort of energy I brought to the pod this morning I went threes across the board. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, interesting. Well, um, I've, I've, be, by being two off, me, mm. I have won again because you're three off. I gave it a two for anticipation because I did struggle. Wow. But then I forward, I double forward it. I forward for enjoyment and forward for after. Like, once I was in it, I was I was a happy little camper. And... Um, just, just on another. On oh, a... Don't, don't use keyboard while recording, <laughs> yeah. recording microphone on the same table. Um, <laughs> but we can go straight uh, from that into some uh, pictures. Uh, it's been a little nice hot streak for your boy, but I've been, I've been uh, off the uh, music documentaries. I'm staying in music. Music's a thing. Now, yeah. before I pitch, I'm going to type it on my phone so I don't. Fantastic. Uh, make any more noise. Before, before I do, I, I, I ask for a couple of a minute or two of your time for you to tell me and the listener it's something you hinted at last week or maybe you basically you basically spelled it out but i want one more time please one more time with feeling it's going to help me determine because i've got i've got two little things here i'm choosing between but the energy of this very podcast feels like it was forged in the fires of a moment on a plane where i shoved a song in your face but i feel like as with a few things on this podcast where we're now old enough friends that we have super different memories of similar things. Can you just go, cause like I was remembering it in a certain way. Can you just go over that again? Okay. So I've got what I remember to be an orange Walkman with CDs, a CD sort of Walkman. And I probably got the Benz, the album on it. Right. Tell me the story mm-hmm. again, please. Tell me the short version of what happened on the plane, how, how you recollect it. And yes, I don't remember I the color of your Walkman, oh, but I'll fine. take your word for it. <laughs> um, but, so it was around, it must, must be around 2003, 4. Yeah. Must be. Yeah, painful, but yes. We're on a plane to New York. Mm. I am very much a huge Metallica fan at the yeah. time. Metal guy generally, right? In metal, a metal band. Me, metal, guy, mm. metal guy in a metal band um, playing metal songs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a, sounds and, like a simpler time. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> Um, being old sucks yeah. stay young people yeah. um, and you play fake plastic trees in my ears and my initial response to that is I can see why you like that and that was that's pretty much okay. it basically because it has as you put it the old pixie ways of um, quiet, no quiet. it doesn't actually no no no, no, no. as opposed just, to no no because it's quiet 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 loud exactly as opposed to quiet quiet loud quiet quiet loud nirvana and pixie yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. But and and the, my 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 really simplistic reason for that comment was 
oh, it's a, it's a starts off just acoustic, then the drums come in, and then it slowly builds and it builds and it builds and it does a whole buildy thing. And I'm not listening to a word that's been sung. I'm not taking in anything else other than just the sort of musicianship structure of the song and dynamics of the song. Being a metal, a metal guy who never listened to the lyrics anyway, because most of them about death and devils and demons and gods. Um, Was that not your shit? Interesting. That that was my shit. That was my shit. But we grow, don't we? We do grow. We grow and have feelings. (laughs) We do. No, but that was your shit in the sense of you liked metal in spite of that or... I don't actually remember a time where you're super vibing on the dragons and the demons. <laughs> and you're like, fuck yeah. <laughs> I feel like you just weren't into the lyrics or you kind of were. No, no I guess I, I was just more into the musicianship. Right. I was, I was young and I was starting to get good at playing the guitar. Yeah. So for me, the metal way is, is, was a way of improving my, yeah. my skills and musicianship at playing yeah. guitar, which to this day has still helped me. Definitely. I've now reverted to a different type of style, but... Mm. That that was the basis of my guitar playing. Yeah, yeah, skills, yeah. So. yeah, yeah. And so this was just a classic crescendo dynamic in the song. Yeah. And so you saw that. And that's so funny because I did I do remember that moment as a like, oh I'm slowly passing the bat on here, but like your memory is like that you super I shut took me it, down. Dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then then what happened? Uh then somewhere during college we I found Radiohead. Which was probably another couple of years. Oh, that's years funny because the rest of that New York trip, I remember. Because like... Radiohead for me, I have vivid memories of. Why are we sharing our life story on this podcast about culture? This is fun. Um, but Radiohead for me was very much um, the bus to college and back. You were giving me CDs, not listening to them on the mm. way there and back. Basically, oh, either you were giving them to me, or I was finding them myself, or something like that. But I was basically I did Radiohead chronologically up until How to the Thief, which to this day still feels like the new album, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Speaking of like, you know, how feeling old, feeling old, and just how the thing that you fall for at the time always does retain the sense of of, of newness. Um, it's going to be a struggle for us to see how melodrama gets further and further in the in the windshield kind of thing but it's so funny on that new york trip to like i'm not telling you you're remembering your life wrong but i remember you giving a bit more time a day to radiohead maybe not maybe just humoring your friend mm. because we were start maybe. we were starting to get tight but i have a very specific memory of walking around two new plus york. two equals five as well a little bit of that definitely but also here's the here's the real kicker this is crazy listening one fucking headphone each to the live album, I might be wrong, walking around the streets of New York. And we would alternate from that to St. Anger. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So that, there was a proper, even if you weren't like a fully, yeah, yeah, yeah. even if there wasn't a, pr- a fully sold I Am Now a Radiohead fan, there was a proper like we are giving each other shit a chance vibe going, which for a couple mm. of 14 or 15, 15 year old boys is very wholesome. And of course, we should have known that maybe in 20 years we won't be playing arenas together, but we'll be doing a podcast about culture together. That's the way it goes. With that said. Wow. <laughs> with, What's with, that got to do with your pitch, Jeff? <laughs> well, I just wanted to get a bit of a reminder about the original energy of how we recommend stuff to each other, and sometimes it doesn't initially take. Because to me, mm. that's what's so funny about like Big Thief, for instance, that big huge album, and part of you I feel like is really up for it. But it was just big and huge, and then you did a thing mm. for me with Edward Sharp, where I was like, let's do a Radiohead esque thing. And then, like, mm. in the week, it didn't work. And I'm not out here ruling out. But, like, we, it, it's part of what's happening in this dynamic is you do have to be cognizant about that I am working with a week's worth of time here. And we're mm. going to do a review. And sometimes it's like, wait, forget the week. I just want you to see if you fall in love with this band 
And if you don't in a week, that might not mean they're not for you. So it's like, I'm just trying yeah. to navigate that. Basically, there's one band I want to I wanna shout you about. And I just didn't and know where scared. to... I, yeah, I'm scared. I didn't know where to land with it. And the thing that I've tried previously for Red Hot Chili Peppers, for Big Thief, for a few, is just the latest album. And then I, another time I tried Let Me Do the Opposite and I went the first album for Arctic Monkeys. I find it hard to just pick in the middle. I get a bit scared of, like, I have such a particular taste about what I have with each album. But basically, long story short, there's a band I feel like you don't really know about or don't know much of their work called The National. And I think it's time you tried a National album. And there's lots of different National albums. And um, it's hard to pick one, but we are going to go for a National album called High Violet because that's a good one. And that's that's... 10 minute preamble you I... seem really nervous about this <laughs> well, it's just, it was... I've got I've got I've got I feel like I've got time for the national they give me very similar Father John Misty vibes interesting um, in terms of his I like his low baritone definitely in voice. the in that in that vibe I totally see that yeah 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 yeah. Um, and every time I've been asking a smart speaker in this flat to play Bonnie Iver mm. All it wants to do on Spotify is just give me Bonnie Iver featuring other artists and there's a national song that comes up which I find quite interesting. Nice. It's quite fun. Nice, nice. Yeah. And a Taylor Swift one and everything else. It's like, no, just give me the Bonnie Iver stuff, stupid smart speaker. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's my rant about the Spotify playlist, by the way. For This Is Bonnie Iver is basically other artists featuring Bonnie Iver. That's oh, not a Bonnie Iver playlist. Just, yeah. That's sort so of on Bonnie Iver for featuring of, so much, of, but Spotify also sucks. I'm here for that. If you're listening to this on Spotify, lol. Um, okay. Okay. And now, now, my pitch for you. Do you not need to go back into a deep and dark part of our history and get us to recount stuff to do your pitch? Oh, I do, because you still <laughs> oh. haven't finished this TV program. You haven't completed it. Oh, no. You mentioned it last uh, season, and it's coming back this season with another episode that hopefully you haven't watched. Um, and the main reason I'm picking this episode of this TV show is because you told me a story about being shushed. Oh, what was <laughs> what was that story? You were in Noodle City, you were making too much noise, and you got shushed. <laughs> oh, I didn't realise. <laughs> and I even said at the time, I was like, light bulb moment in my head. Oh. Uh, because this whole premise of this episode yeah. is about the gang getting shushed. Uh, we're going back to It's Always Sunny. <laughs> we're going back to It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And I don't think you've got this far, because mm. last time I remember, you don't think you've got this far. Mm. But it's season seven, episode eight. Okay. I don't think you're there yet, but okay. it doesn't matter, and we doesn't know it doesn't matter. matter. Exactly. And the episode is called The Anti-Social Network. Ah, oh, fantastic. Now, for, for my research, to know what that's a parody of, am I also watching The Social Network, directed by David Fincher? No, you're not. <laughs> I've never seen that film! Bruh, what? <laughs> Sometimes at the end of the episode, there's a revelation where you're like, shit, that was the pitch. That's can I can I can I give you a reason why I, I I never watched that film? Please, I was gonna ask. And without referencing the person that I may or may not have been watching it with, was it the creep that trailer? Film started that film started, and the person I may or may not have been watching that film with got annoyed with how quickly the people were talking at the start of that film. <laughs> <laughs> without, I mean, and film film then got paused and stopped and never started again. <laughs> Well, I've got two things to say there. Um, firstly, shout out your partner. <laughs> I like I like how, firstly, you never say 
their name, you say my partner. That time you didn't even say my partner, which is brilliant. And secondly, that's a shame you're never ever going to wo- enjoy the work of Aaron Sorkin. I, I still plan on what I still plan on watching that movie. Okay, okay. Has Aaron Sorkin not been cancelled yet? I feel like he's on the brim. <laughs> He's not on the brim or the brink, and he's just he's he's one of these who sometimes <laughs> he's one of these who sometimes I feel like his cancelling is more because people just get annoyed by his work, um, and he has a few mm. opinions about things. Nothing cancellable, but yeah, all his work mm. is people talking too fast. That's literally the Aaron Sorkin thing, the talk and walk from West Wing or whatever it is. That's really funny. They weren't even walking. That was the annoying <laughs> thing. <laughs> sitting down talking. If anything, they probably went double speed because they weren't expending energy on the walking. <laughs> Um, fantastic. We have lots to look at. Guys, we've got two hours and we've got all this script to read. Go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's talk, let's do a bit of podcast aftercare quickly. Okay? No, because we're three hours, two hours, three hours. <laughs> give, give me, give me one minute on this. Okay? I, Go on. I really liked melodrama. I feel like I squeezed it in. Do you have this thing of, okay, now I've fulfilled my podcastual obligations, I will... Done. Never need to look at that again. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's a shame because some of this like almost does light a fire and then you're like oh but i've got another thing i have to stay on top of it's like i guess I spent a good couple of minutes walking down the street yesterday trying to remember the name of the james arc a caster album and i was like because i saw there was some there's some like graffiti that. in it wasn't greenwich a song around. or the thing it was like literally i can't remember the name of it because <laughs> <laughs> there was some graffiti on a building around Partygate, mm. and then in my head I was like, oh, "Partygate, yeah, that's almost my thing. purgatory, yeah. something." I was like, "What was it called?" <laughs> you know what? That's crazy because that was literally like two episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, basically, I want to find a way for our website and our general existence to like actually leave space for that to continue while we continue at a, a nice pace with with all the new things for next week ladies and gentlemen if you Dude, wanna... since since the start of 2023 yes there's been one week we didn't drop an episode no yeah so we did episode one i think then it was two weeks until episode two oh, okay. and then since then we found our flow yeah and have just been relentlessly consuming content <laughs> right 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 relentless relentless i fucking love that for us and hope you love that for us and for you too, next week we have High Violet by The National. We have another It's Always Sunny episode. Now, is this revenge for a double bill of The Simpsons? Because I don't know how many times... I know a comedian has featured twice. I don't know how many times we've had a TV show figure again. But this is a really interesting turn. It's Always Sunny has shown up before. It's been reviewed before. Will it get reviewed differently? Um, we shall see next time based on this episode. Join along with us. This is Season 7, Episode 8 of It's Always Sunny. While the guitars start to chime and the guitars start to twinkle, we look forward to seeing you next time. We appreciate all of you. Something, something about the socials. Check the show notes. Until then, (laughs) goodbye. Take care. If you don't like when we misspeak or boost the audio or unpeak, the microphones bleed because they're so cheap. We're sorry to your ears. If you don't like the intro or the bit in the middle of this outro or if you don't like the whole show question why were you here if you don't like the podcast if you think we both speak too fast too many tangents never stay on task pick up a book instead if you don't like what we recommend if your patience wears thin towards the end if you think you could do better with your friend please go ahead if you don't 
like this content or like me the word content then please go be more content and never listen to us again